Thank you for joining us today. At ResLife, our mission is to develop committed followers of Jesus Christ to reach the world. Our content is created to equip and empower you in God's purpose. We hope you enjoy this message. There are uh, many, many needs represented here tonight. And uh, in my preparation prayer time for the honor of standing before you uh, tonight, um, I just had three categories that I want to go after in a, in a prayer time. Uh, so I'm going to preach, and then we're going to pray. And, but there are three main areas that I felt, I really felt, because I wasn't even thinking in these terms, uh, but I felt like the Holy Spirit impressed on me to set the conditions for prayers to be answered. Now, how many of you know that uh, we can, we have the power to set the conditions for our prayers to be, for God to work through our prayers? Like prayer doesn't work, God works through prayer. So prayers don't work, otherwise Gandhi would have had the most powerful miracle ministry ever. But God works through our prayers. But we need to set the conditions, and the Bible gives us instruction on how to set the conditions. And then I want to go after uh, three areas. Number one, those of you who have concerns in your family. Uh, I don't know what's going on. I just felt like there are things that some of you are carrying that uh, you wish you weren't having to carry right now. And if you could get a God intervention in your family configuration, it would bring liberty and freedom and relief if God would produce some result. Does that make sense to anybody tonight? If that's okay. And number two, uh, I want to pray for your resources. Um, Because for this reason... Because the reach of the ministry is dependent upon the resources of its people. So resource equals reach. Um, As long as I've known Pastor Vanderklok, there isn't any issue with the reach. The issue is with the resource. Amen? So his vision isn't lacking. What's lacking is provision for the vision. There's so much there are so many needs represented uh, in our, our proximity and around the world that if we, could, if we could prosper and our prosperity be accompanied with generosity, we could literally give the devil a nervous breakdown. Amen, somebody? So, so I want us to understand that uh, the Bible talks about Um, If you sow a little, you get a little. If you sow a lot, you get a lot. But listen, then it says, and it increases your harvest of righteousness. So you can't have your righteousness increased. Either you are the righteousness of God in Christ or you're not. Jesus didn't do half of the work and then you sow your way into the other half. The, The way that we increase our harvest of righteousness is that we use our resource to get more people righteous. That is that the heart of God, and we sang about the desires of God. Desires dwell in hearts. That's why God gives you the desire of your heart, because God's desires exist in his heart. And part of our calling as God's people is to calibrate our heart to his heart. And the way our heart is calibrated to his heart is that we have identical desires. That's why God doesn't give you the desires of your heart. He deposits desires in your heart. He gives you desires. And then those desires that he gives, he's obligated to fulfill. God doesn't give you a kingdom desire so you can be frustrated all the days of your life. God gives you a kingdom desire so that you can watch God fulfill the desire that's in your heart. So we are a horizontal reflection of our vertical connection because we've calibrated to the cadence of God's heart. And what is God's heart? His supreme desire. God desires all men to be saved And then after they're saved, they walk in an ever-increasing understanding of truth. 
So he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth because truth liberates our disposition. Truth gets us out of what I call solical incarceration, where your mind and your will and your emotions are behind bars. But the more you not hear truth, but know the truth that you hear, attach your belief to the truth that you hear, then you're able to get out of the prison of your limitations. Amen. So what does that? What's the mechanism that God uses to bring about the liberty that so many need? How many of you understand that America needs to be liberated right now? Amen, somebody. And, and, I, and don't get mad at me. Don't write letters. Don't, don't do anything like that, please. Just pray it and don't say it if, you, if this lands on you negative. But, but <laughs> the Bible says there are many antichrists that are already here. But if you study the big dog Antichrist, he sets up his seat in the temple of God. So the Antichrist spirit goes after the seat in God's house. He doesn't go to the White House. He doesn't go to the schoolhouse. He doesn't go to the courthouse. He for sure doesn't go to the clubhouse. I wish he would just go to the outhouse and stay in there. Amen, somebody. But, but the reality is that the anti-anointing spirit wants the pulpits of America. The spirit of anti-anointing wants to dominate the declaration of the one thing that is the empowerment unto salvation, which is the gospel. So, so the Antichrist spirit wants to stop the gospel from being preached in the pulpits of America. That's why the ultimate uh, Antichrist revelation, the lawless one, sets himself up above everything to be worshipped except he wants to be worshipped and he sits down in the seat in the temple. The devil doesn't care about the White House. The devil cares about God's house. Why? Because the, the transformation of hearts is only accomplished through the reception of the gospel and the king of that gospel, who is Jesus. Are you feeling me? So, thank you. So, this is, we've got to set the conditions for our resources to increase our reach because the answer for America is not legislation, it's the church and the declaration of the good news of Jesus. So I feel like we need to pray not just for families, but for finances, not for the purpose of upgrading the rims on your Prius, which is a bad idea anyway but to increase the reach of the glorious gospel of Jesus that will literally transform lives just like it transformed your life. I don't know about you, but somebody paid and prayed for myself to get saved. There was no, no one ever prayed for me personally that I know of. I just got saved as a result of somebody having a sense of urgency about me going to hell that I didn't even have for myself. And the guy jumped up on a fence and said, Steve Hage, if you don't change your ways, you're going to burn in hell. And that was my revelation. And how many of you know that the way God talked to you the very first time that brought you to salvation is probably the way he's going to talk to you for the rest of your life. So you can imagine my conversations with God. <laughs> if it took that to wake me up, God can't just lean up on me and whisper, hey, I have a suggestion for you. He's got to go, boom! Okay. <clears throat> and number three, uh, what I want to go after tonight is healing. So family finance is healing. Not just physical healing, but emotional, relational, dispositional Sometimes we appraise life through the filters of our pain. Some of us need to give ourselves a break from our memories. Can some, I got an amen over here. I'm going to go over here and preach. <laughs> so, so I'm easily encouraged. So, uh, so it's important that you understand that Jesus didn't just come to heal bodies, but he came to heal bruises. 
And bruises are the places that you're bleeding from the inside that maybe no one even sees. And then he, and then he, came, he, didn't, he came to heal bodies and bruises, and then he came to deal, heal uh, broken hearts. And there is nothing crazier than a heart that's broken because something that's broken doesn't work. And the Bible says with the heart, a person believes. So if your heart is broken, the devil's agenda for uh, breaking your heart is so that your heart can't believe. And then when you can't believe, you can't receive what you believe. Whatsoever you desire when you pray, believe that you've received and then you'll have it. The reason why you don't have it is you didn't receive it. The reason why you can't receive it is because you can't believe it. The reason why you can't believe it is your heart's broken. So Jesus wants to heal hearts tonight. I don't know if we're going to pray for COVID and all that. Y'all can just do something else for that. But I, I really feel like we got to deal with some broken hearts. And how many of you know that one touch from the master can heal decades of brokenness in the place that Jesus occupies? I love that I didn't have to receive Jesus in my head. I received him in my heart. With the heart, whoever believes with the heart and confesses with the mouth, believe with the heart. So it's the heart part that is the hard part. Amen? But how many believe that God, that this could be your last day of suffering? That this could be the last moment? And I want to spend some time praying for you. And, and a lot of needs represented in this room tonight. But wouldn't it be great if God healed and met them all? Amen? That's what I'm trusting. <clears throat> so... It is my honor and privilege to uh, be here tonight, and let me just jump into this because I have a time limit, which I never do great at, but I understand they're just going to kill the lights and the mic at a certain time, so I'm just going to do my best here. So humans are ma manufactured by God, were made by God to come into agreement with something. Have you ever noticed that you are living right now the fruit of what you came into agreement with yesterday? So humans are made to come into agreement with spirit. And whatever spirit you're in agreement with, you are manifesting the agenda of the spirit that you're in agreement with. And so in the configuration of our humanity, we have a faculty in our humanity that can come into alignment with a narrative that's carrying the agenda of the sender of that spirit. So whatever spirit we are in agreement with, that spirit is carrying the DNA of the sender of that spirit. God hasn't given you a spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit that originated in the agenda of the devil. So whenever we come into agreement with fear, we're actually coming into alignment with a demonic agenda to kill, steal, and destroy our life. Are you feeling me? Fear, fear is not operational if love is operational. Why? Because the spirit of God is love. Now let me say this about that. Don't get mad at me. I think I'm right about it, but if I'm not, I will be corrected at our meal after dinner, after, after service. <laughs> Trust me. The devil is after our love. That's what he's after. Because lawlessness increases, Matthew 24, 12, I think it is, most people's love goes cold. When we get our eyes on the lawlessness in people and come into agreement with it, the reciprocating response in our humanity is that our love goes cold. What is the what is this agenda of God? What is the DNA of God that's in his agenda? God is love. So if the devil can get us to 
calibrate to a narrative of lawlessness and our reciprocating reflex response to lawlessness is it goes to our love. Then the gospel is hindered from being preached because the gospel's fuel is the love that God has for people. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish but have every everlasting life. So if the love is taken out of the gospel because God's people have calibrated to the lawlessness that we're witnessing on in our nation and the response of our observation of lawlessness is our love goes cold, the gospel stops, and America's doomed. We are the only hope left for our nation. And it's the message of the gospel of Jesus. How many of us have observed insane decision-making by people and our response is we want them dead? Listen, listen. We will spend thousands of dollars going to Russia to preach to communists. But we want communists in America taken out. I'm going to go over here. Because I felt something over here that I didn't like. No, just kidding. Why is it okay to minister to people who don't think like us over there, but not over here? What's that about? Why do we allow the net? Because we expect better out of America, but America, stop expecting better. It is what it is, and God sends his best when America is at her worst. I don't know if you know this about yourself, but you are in the kingdom for such a time as this. This is our time. This is our opportunity. We're the people. This is the place. This is the hour. The devil's not going to get my love. If it's not being talked about in heaven, I ain't talking about it. The Bible says, set your eyes and your thoughts on the things above, not on the things of earth. I don't know how we got so doggone earthly minded when we're possessors of the spirit of love. I'm not mad at nobody. I don't know what y'all are going through in your life. But the devil wants your love, man. And maybe he sent me here tonight to challenge your love because I'm not easily loved. Maybe you're like, we got to love him. And he'll put a demand on it. So this is just training for people that you don't like. Okay, never mind. That'll land on you on your way home. (laughs) So God works his will. In an environment and in an atmosphere of unity and agreement, but the tuning fork is we have to agree not on politics, not on social economic situations, not on race, not on uh, pandemics. We have to agree on love. The narrative is higher than, the, than what is being put. There's enough people preaching bad news. We're the carriers of the good news. Amen. I don't need, we don't, if I want bad news, I can watch the news. But, if, but if, if preachers are preaching bad news, then who's preaching the good news? So I, we've got to love. We've got to make a determination, a divine determination. I'm Choosing love. Love is a decision that flies in the face of lawlessness. That's trying to get our love to go cold. It can't, we can't let it happen. Why? Your state, your city, this region, this nation is dependent upon you not letting the devil get your love with his lawlessness. The answer to lawlessness is not law. It's grace. We've got to come into agreement with this man. We got to. Evil will prevail if good people say nothing. Yeah, but we don't have to say anything about the evil. I don't have to point out the evil. Everybody knows it. 
You overcome evil with good, the goodness of God. We gotta preach the goodness of God while evil is going on. You don't combat evil with evil. You combat evil with a declaration of how much God, it's the goodness of God that leads people to a radical mind shift that creates a life lift. So I'd like to call you to love. Love is what causes us to give. Love is what causes us to forgive. Love is what we come into agreement with. Love sets the conditions for your prayers to get answered. Welcome to Sunday night. <laughs> this is why we worship. One reason, it's a corporate expression of a unified people with one voice in agreement that he's worthy of praise. He's worthy of adoration. He's all powerful. He is able. He's worthy of all honor, all glory. He's Lord of all. Worship is a thermostat, not a thermometer. I'm not taking your temperature. Let the worship team set the thermostat at love. What I appreciate about tonight is we sang to Jesus. We didn't sing about him. We sang to him. We affirmed the Lord. It's vital. Psalm 133, verses 1 and following. I'll just say this quickly. I want to get to praying here. But it says this, behold how good and how pleasant it is for God's people to dwell together in unity. Not all people can dwell together in unity, but God's people can. Why? Because we got love. We got Jesus. Everybody can agree on love. Everybody can agree on Jesus. And you work out your arrangement. I'm not trying to tell you what to do. I'm just trying to tell you to love. He says, it's like the precious oil upon the head, even coming down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard, who represents the priestly ministry, coming down upon the edge of his robe. And, and, and many times, oil, precious oil in the Old Testament is a type and shadow of the Holy Spirit coming on you in the New Testament. So when you get into unity it pours the oil of the Holy Spirit into your situation. How many of you know that the accomplishing agent of the Trinity is the Spirit? If God wants to accomplish something, he'll send his Spirit to accomplish it because it's not by might. It's not by power. It's by my Spirit, says the Lord. Even though that's an Old Testament scripture, it still holds true. So how do we get the Holy Spirit to accomplish something? We come into unity and God pours accomplishing ability into your situation. Hmm. Okay, let me keep going. Y'all all right? You should see what I'm looking at. I love it. It's like the dew of Hermon coming down on the mountains of Zion. It's there that the Lord commands blessing. Let me tell you something, man. God's blessing is waiting to be commanded. How many know what, like, if God commands something, there ain't nothing the devil can do about it. There's nothing your parents can do about it. There's nothing you can do about it. When God commands a blessing over your life, that settles it. And he says it's there that God commands a blessing. Where's the there? The there is the place that we come into unity and expect the Holy Spirit to come and watch what happens to your family, your finances, and your heart. Amen? Okay, let me keep going. So it's vital that we understand that we are people of unity and agreement. First Corinthians, and you don't just come into unity. You don't just walk into places that we, we need some unity in this place. You have to come into unity with something. And what we're called to be unified with is about how much God loves us and people. That love is what drives him. Love is him. First Corinthians 1.10. This is a crazy verse. Like if you think about who says this stuff. What was the Apostle Paul thinking? He says, I exhort you, people of God, 
by the name of the Lord Jesus. Now, why does he use the name of the Lord Jesus in his exhortation? Why doesn't he just say, he's the Apostle Paul, I exhort you. Boom. Why does he say, I exhort you, comma, in the name? What is it about the name that's important to the unity? What's important to the agreement? Watch this, watch this. He says that you all agree. Now, we're not all going to agree on everything, but we can agree on the one thing. That there be no divisions among you. This is the Bible. That you be made complete in the same mind, in the same judgment. The word your completeness means that, that the broken places are fixed. That you are repaired and prepared. That you're adjusted by the Holy Spirit. All of that is dependent upon us putting in the work to love. In unity. That you all agree. You be, made, you be perfectly joined together. That, that, that made complete carries with it that no matter what your setback was, your comeback is stronger. Being made complete includes a comeback from a setback. All God's waiting for is for you to decide to love. And guess what? Your comeback is in motion instead of your setback defining your life. I'm telling you, the devil's after our love, ladies and gentlemen. He wants it because it'll keep you stuck and keep me stuck. So in our case, we are to reach the world. We are to change this state, we are to be a place that every single one of you that knows someone that ain't making it to heaven, if Jesus comes back tonight, we have a place to point them to, and it's called Res, res Life. We, it, it doesn't matter where you are in the city, you can point them to this monument of God's grace in the city. It's awesome. That's our case. Matthew 18, 19 says, if two of you agree horizontally on earth concerning anything, everybody say anything. It, you know, he says, it'll be done for them by my Father who's in heaven. How do you get heaven to kiss earth but, except that you come into agreement on earth? What is so hard about coming into agreement? Like, like I want to go figure out why four out of five dentists agree that Crest is the best. What's with the fifth guy? Only four out of five of you dentists can agree that Crest is the best? No, no, I'm not voting for Crest. Why? Four out of five agree. We can't even agree on toothpaste. True story. It'll be done for them. The power of the Father operates through the decision to come into agreement. Then it's done for you. We've got to start with love. When heaven and earth agree, God's hand, God's power, and God's purpose are released in your life. On earth as it is in heaven is agreement. Listen to me. Horizontal, horizontal, horizontal and vertical. Horizontal, yeah. <laughs> agreement is the Lord's prayer on earth as it is in heaven. Now let me say this about Satan. Satan is the original spirit of disagreement. That's why he had to get removed out of heaven because heaven is the place of agreement. There's no disagreement going on in heaven. You have a disagreement in heaven, you're removed. God created hell for the disagreeers. He didn't create hell for us. He created hell for one third of the angels and the lousy worship leader that had to go. Why? Because they got into disagreement and heaven is the place of agreement. Heaven on earth in your family is that there's agreement in the family. Hell on earth is disagreement. I don't have to go into marital stories or I'll get letters. But let me just tell you, there's a big difference between when me and Danielle are in agreement and when she's out of line. 
Just kidding. When we don't get into agreement, and you got to go through the process of getting into agreement. But when you're in agreement, there's heaven on earth. The kids are great. This family's great. The atmosphere of the home is great. We're in agreement. Okay, let me keep going. I'm almost done, and we're going to pray. So when we agree with heaven on earth, it will result into heaven on earth. On earth as it is in heaven is the spirit of agreement operating. We agree with God's grace. We agree with God's promises and his purpose and his plan and his power and his love and his acceptance and his forgiveness and who we are and who, whose we are and the righteousness of God. Disagreement sets the stage for hell on earth. Jesus told us to pray that it's on earth as it is in heaven. It's part of his prayer. One reason why Jesus, I'm going quickly because I want to have time to pray for you. But one reason why Jesus came was to get us back into agreement with God because Adam and Eve got us out of agreement. That's why his name is necessary because Jesus' name is the spirit of agreement with heaven. That's why he said, I exhort you in the name that represents getting us back into agreement with heaven that you all agree. Because we can't agree until we agree with his name and what his name has done in our life. John 15, 16, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you. I tell this to myself all the time. I'm 64 years old. I'm being asked by the emerging generation of pastors in their 30s and 40s to come and speak into their situations. It's amazing. And I tell my wife, I'm like, what, what do I even have left to go talk to a guy who's 30 or 40 just starting in the ministry and they want me to speak into the life of their church? It's, it's an interesting uh, dynamic, but there must be something about me that I don't know about me for God to have me operating still in the ministry 48 years later on the planet and still being invited to, sp to speak. There's something about you you don't know about you for God to choose you and put you on the planet right now. In the craziest time in America, in, in the years I've been on the planet, this is the craziest time and there you are. There must be something about you you don't know about you for God to have you full of the Holy Ghost in this Bible-believing church with the power of God's worship, with the unity of the Spirit, and, and right in the face of the devil trying to cause our love to go cold, God's got us. I'm telling you, you did not choose him. He surveyed the landscape of eternity, past, present, and future and came up with us. Amen. I don't know if Jesus has a drug problem or there's, he knows something about us we don't know about us. I'm pinching myself. I've been home 10 days this month. I've been preaching like crazy because everybody's trying to make up for COVID. Get Hage in here, get Hage in here. Get I invited myself here. Pastor invites me once a year, and then I invite myself the rest of the time. But anyway, true story. He's like, all right. I'm like, you don't even have to pay me. Yeah, I don't need any. Just let me. And he's like, all right. Ask Daniel, because I'll say no. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding about that. But, but the, the reality is that you were chosen by God. For such a time as this. And again, God picks his best for the worst times. Stop talking yourself out of who you are in God. Like, let's double the church next week. If everybody brought one person, Vanderklok wouldn't know he'd have to add two services. Why not? Let's empty hell and, and populate heaven and let's put our foot on the neck of the devil and let him not get our love but to have our love operate right in the face of lawlessness. You didn't choose me, Jesus said. I chose you. I appointed you that you go and bear fruit. Some of you are gonna have to leave some stuff to go. You gotta tell your past, I got a G.O. 
Two-thirds of God's name is go. G-O-D. I got to go. I'm going to let my, I'm going to tell my excuses. Excuse me. I got to go. I'm going to go and bear fruit. And my fruit's going to remain. And then the apostle says, and whatever you ask in my name, it'll be done for you by the heavenly father. Why? Because you use the name of Jesus who is the spirit of agreement. Okay, almost done. Matthew 18, 20. If two or three of you gather in my name, if you gather in agreement in his name, he says, I'm there. And wherever God is, wherever Jesus is, everything that he is, is. When Jesus comes, the Prince of Peace comes. The provider comes. The forgiver comes. The heart healer comes. Preaching the gospel to the poor comes. Reviving things that have been, the resurrecting power comes. But you gather, got to gather in his name. That's why his name is so important. If you gather in my name, I'm there. What we agree with horizontally the vertical will come down and things will happen. Do you agree? Do you agree that what I've said is worth coming into agreement with? Do we agree corporately, unanimously, that Jesus is Lord, we've gathered in his name, whatever we ask for in his name, are we setting the atmosphere's thermostat at unity and the spirit of agreement? Jesus said, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth as touching anything that they ask in my name, it'll be done for them by my Father who's in heaven. We'll do it with harmony and unanimity. It'll be done harm with harmony and, and a unanimous disposition. So you're here, go ahead. Uh, precious girl. Don, will you get this out of the way? Put it over there somewhere. Please. I'm not trying to tell people what to do, but it just happened. I'm sorry. So you're here tonight and you're like, Pastor, I need, I need some help. The Bible says, let us approach the throne of grace with confidence. What kind of throne is it? It's not a throne of judgment. Let us approach the throne of grace with confidence so we can get grace and mercy and help on time when we need it. If his throne is dispensing mercy and grace and help there, then I'd like to recommend that we dispense grace and mercy and hope here. If we're representing his throne here, then we're dispensing the same thing that his throne is dispensing there. There's no judgment going on. There's grace, there's mercy, there's hope. Help on time when you need it. Be confident. We gotta stop talking about how bad we've been and start magnifying how good he is. Nobody cares about how bad you've been. We can tell by looking. But let's magnify how good he's been and come into unity with the goodness of God. Would you mind standing? I'm going to have to go up here because I'm not going to be able to see. It's kind of a short guy thing, you know. And if you are in a space in your life where you need a grace invasion, a help invasion, in your family I don't know what's going on prodigal thing is going on you're at odds with your daughter nobody's listening you've lost your authority your husband abandoned you your wife messed up on you it's, it's your, your, your family is lacking peace and prosperity and the presence of God you carry the activity, the negative activity that's going, you carry it with you. You can't even concentrate at work. It's constantly, and you need God 
to show up miraculously and bring help to that situation. If that's you tonight, can you come fast and fill this altar with people? If you need prayer for your families, just come real quick. Just come, just come. This is your moment. You don't have time to negotiate with yourself. Let's just get this, let's get this prayed for. And let's come into agreement with these precious people. Yeah, this is okay. It's okay. It's called life. It's called kids. It's all right. It's all right. What if you don't worry anymore after tonight? Wouldn't that be great? Wow. Come on. You know, you are not built by God to carry cares. You're built by God to cast cares and receive that he cares for you. So would you lift your hands to God? You could close your eyes if you want, and I want you to open your heart to him. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to move on your behalf. I want you to get in the crosshairs of your prayers exactly what needs to be done in your opinion in your family with your children with your brothers your sisters your sons your daughters your spouses the tremors in your family and let's believe God together Jesus said listen if you'll come into agreement and I think we did that I think I preached us into agreement that God's love for you supersedes the challenge that you're facing and it will be overcome by the love of God. Heavenly Father, I come into agreement with every person in this place, every family represented in this altar. Lord, the heart cries of your people. Lord, the humility to ask. The power is in the asking. And Lord, I thank you that whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will not be put to shame. So I pray for every family represented, every marriage represented, all the children represented, all the connections represented. And Lord, I'm asking you to pour out a bucket of grace, mercy, help on time because these precious people need it. And Lord, we give you our families now. We hand them over to you. We believe and we receive and now we trust you with the results. Trust him with the results. Get out of the way. Get out of the way. I had a good friend of mine tell me this week, he said, you know what? Things started changing for me when I got out of the way. He says, I was in the way of my own blessing. And once I got out of the way, it took off. That, that landed on me pretty hard. Will you just move out of the way and acquiesce and let God be concerned about it and trust him with it? Look at me. Everything's going to be all right. He didn't bring you this far to allow you to drown. He said, you're going over to the other side. He didn't say you're going under. He said, you're going over. And by this time next year, this will be a faded, distant memory. And miracles are in motion in your family in Jesus' name. All that stuff that you can't imagine actually being your life in 12 months is going to be your life. And if I ever get invited back, you come up and tell me, Hage, it happened. Here's the evidence. You stay faithful and watch what God does in your life. You're going to make it, man. It's going to be all right. It's not your fault. 
It's your fight. It's a fight of faith. But you're not doing anybody any good being tutored by shame and regret and measuring yourself and talking negative about the situation. God's lifting that off and replacing it with his grace and his mercy. Amen. Okay, I got to pray for families now. Just stay there. I mean, uh, wait, what was the second one? Finances. Okay. If you want God, can can we just do this? Can everybody just lift their hands and let's ask God to give us more (laughs) for the gospel. Is that okay with everybody? Uh, And uh, can I ask God to bless your businesses and your commission sales? And if you're unemployed or underemployed, let's ask God to do miracles in our finances for the purpose of the gospel. For the purpose of resourcing the reach of this house. Amen. And wherever we're reaching, that, that the blessing of God will make you rich and add no sorrow to it because you're going to resource the reach of this great vision of this great house. Amen. Would you allow me to come into agreement with you about God just increasing your resource? Is that okay? Heavenly Father, because I want to pray for healing next. But Heavenly Father, I thank you in Jesus' name that you now are releasing prosperity in this house accompanied with generosity. Lord, that you will drop a revelation of how to prosper. You have given us the power to gain wealth. Lord, I'm asking for and adding no sorrow to it. Lord, that we would prosper with a purpose. Lord, for every single household represented here and everyone who can hear my voice. Lord, I'm speaking elevation, release of resource to fund the gospel that the love of God would drive our prosperity right into generosity that will cause transformation of a generation in the name of Jesus. Lord, I release prosperity in every family now. I come into agreement with them. We touch their businesses. We touch their jobs. We touch their lives. And I pray that you open the windows of heaven and pour out blessing. Lord, we've got windows with our name on it. Lord, I pray those windows will fling open. Pour out on this house in Jesus' mighty name. Everybody say amen. Everybody say I agree. And every, everybody give God praise if you believe and receive. Okay. You guys can go back to your seats very quickly. I've got five minutes. And if you got a broken heart, you got a broken body, you've got a situation where you need divine health and healing to be released in your life would you just please come and fill this altar but I, I, I'm believing that God can do this tonight he wants to do this he spoke this to me I, I'm not I don't come up with this stuff on my own but you have broken heart a broken body you're sick in your body you're sick in your relationships you're sick and tired of being sick and tired and you want God to do, even if it requires a miracle, that our miracle will go into motion, a miracle of healing. Yeah, come on, it's okay. It's okay. Jesus came to heal broken hearts. He healed them all. We do not have to worry about the supply. There's enough of Jesus' healing to go around to touch this altar tonight. And will you, with humility, will you humor me and just surrender whatever's hurting? Just lift your hand. And I'm sorry, I don't have time to lay hands and prophesy. I would love to do that. I just, that's for a conference setting or something. But for tonight, will you allow God into the space that hurts? If it's your heart if it's disappointment, you're like, I can't ever trust again. I will never love again. I'll never believe again. I've tried. I've tried. It's not worked out for me. Your body's hurting. 
There's things going, malfunctioning in your cells and in your joints and in your blood pressure and in your life. And you, you need God to just do a miracle and a life change. And now, Heavenly Father, I'm asking for the healing balm of Gilead to touch every life. Reconstruct our hearts. Heal our bodies. Heal our memories. Heal our relationships. And Heavenly Father, I'm asking for miracles to go into motion. Miracles of healing. Jesus, you said you were anointed to heal. And you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. So you are here to heal. And Lord, I just release healing in every heart, in every body, in every life, in emotions, in situations. I want you to believe that you've received. Will you just ask God right now, heal my heart, heal my body. Whatever's hurting, don't, like, don't repeat after me. You tell him the place you need his grace to hit in your life. The power is in the ask. Now, Lord, I release healing into every life, every heart. I come into agreement with the healing power of Jesus. And, Lord, I pray that we hear reports of victory concerning these precious, precious people that are in this altar or hearing on live stream or wherever people are, that the healing power of Jesus is doing what only Jesus can do in lives. And we'll be careful to give you the praise and the glory. We're never going to stop telling your story. To God be the glory, the great things he has done. Amen. Thanks for having me tonight. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. We hope what you heard today has been encouraging and given you new insight into the word of God. We upload weekly. So join us again next time. Be blessed and enjoy your week.